This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He is rock and roll royalty in this country and beyond. He's a living legend, Randy Bachman. This guy had his first hit in Canada almost 60 years ago now. It's mind-boggling to think of the hits he churned out for how long he's been doing it, and he's still as busy as ever. There's a million different things on the go, so delighted that he could take a couple of minutes to check in and let us know what he's up to. Randy Bachman joins us. Randy, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Great. Nice to be here. So, I mean, like I say, you're busy as ever. I get the updates on social media. You'd never slow down. You're playing this show, that show, the radio show slash podcast continues. I mean, you just keep keeping on, hey? There's nothing else to do. <laughs> Is it that so funny? I, I wonder, like, there's people who retire and they can't wait to retire. And then there's people who just, I have no interest in retiring. I mean, is there any, an end in sight or is it just too much fun? It's too much fun. And I've said this before. There's three very important days in everyone's life. The day you're born, the day you know why you were born, like to be a doctor or shoot hoops or play guitar, you know what I mean, or be a policeman or, you know, something like that. And and today, you wake up and it's another important day. And I knew very young, at a very young age, it was music. And I just started to do it when I was about five years of age. And it, it's so natural. I just get up every day and do it. And after a while, you get better than the next guy who doesn't do it as much as you. And uh, they pay you money to play your songs. <laughs> and I pay doctors to give me you know, medicine and plumbers to fix my sink and things like that. That's what the world is all about, you know, finding your purpose and then, and then just doing it and keep on doing it. Uh, and we're so glad you are. Um, last time we talked, and I, I've seen the updates, but I wanted to get the story firsthand because you're such a great storyteller. Last time we talked, you were about to head overseas to reunite with your long-lost guitar. If I remember, it was stolen decades ago. You tracked it down again, found out it was in Japan, and last time we spoke, you were on your way to go get it. Pick up the story from there. What happened with that guitar? Well, it was found in the hands of a Japanese guy named Takeshi, who's kind of a rockabilly guy like Brian Setzer, but he doesn't speak English. So everything was with a translator. Luckily, my daughter-in-law, who married my son, Tal Koko, is Japanese, so she translated for us. So we went to, in the middle of June last year, we went to um, Tokyo, got used to it, because it's a 17-hour time difference. Yeah. And on Canada Day, we were offered to go to the uh, Canadian consulate there by the Canadian ambassador to Japan, who's a guy from Penticton, right? It's really cool. And he said, I've been ambassador here for two years, but we've been shut down because of COVID and all the mandates. We're opening Canada Day. You want to come on Canada Day, July the 1st, do your guitar switch with the Kishi. We'll film it. It'll be, you know, because we're doing a Netflix rockumentary on this guitar now, on the story, and do it on Canada. So we went and did it on Canada Day, and it was amazing. We broke the internet. It froze yeah. in over 80 countries. <laughs> and we found out hundreds of million people all over the world were following this story because it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing it happening. Is. So you guys did the exchange, played a couple of tunes too, right? We did. And what's amazing, they wouldn't let me meet Takeshi or see my guitar until the switch. It was like a wedding. You can't see the bride until <laughs> you walk down the aisle. 
he wanted to get my reaction for the camera because they said, you're not an actor. You can't do this twice. We can't get an actor to do it. So he's going to be playing Taking Care of Business, singing it phonetically on stage. This is at the Oscar Peterson Theater right there at the Canadian Embassy in Tokyo. It was a very cool place. 285 seats all full. And people were, like, amazed at this thing because Takeshi's a local hero there. Yeah. And um, especially because he'd given me back my guitar. <laughs> and so in the middle of taking care of business, I walk out. You can Google this and see it on, on YouTube. I see him for the first time. We do a handshake on stage. I'm holding the sister, Gretchen. You know, he told me he would trade me back mine if I found its sister. Yeah. So I found one in Loveland, Ohio, two different two serial numbers off of mine. So it was made in the same week. It was basically... A puppy from the same litter. Yeah. So I took it and I handed it to him. He has me mine. And we finished playing Taking Care of Business. And when I get my guitar in my hands, I mean, you put your arms around a guitar. You hold it next to your chest. It's like hugging someone. Yeah. So you put this guitar around you, and I don't know my reaction, and he still won't let me see it. I just got back from L.A. two days ago. They're, they're filming the, they're editing the film right now. It's going to be done for next year. And they still won't let me see my face. And they say, the way I reacted when I got that guitar was unbelievable. My my body language, my face, my smile, my tears, hugging the thing, playing it, going, wow, amazing. It was really fantastic. I, I, I want to ask you about that because, I mean, I, I, I've played guitar for, I don't know, 40 years. And I've got my first guitar. And, and uh, you know, it, my children are just slightly more important than that first guitar. I know what it feels like. Um, what what's what do you do with the guitar now? Do you? I mean, you got to play it, right? It's hanging on the wall. I play it every day. Yeah. Because when I got it, and as you know, this when you get your first guitar, you are hungry and you're copying the Beatles or Hendrix or Chuck Berry or whoever you want the latest record that's got to you or the latest music and you're learning it and I, I when i was five i started playing classical violin so my mother made me practice every morning Can you imagine this in winnipeg <laughs> in the morning at seven thirty, up and practicing for a half an hour and then walking to school and back and coming back at four o'clock and not being allowed to play outside until i practiced another half an hour nice and then it got to be an hour before school an hour after school so i'm used to practicing so when i started playing guitar my mother kept saying, stop playing that thing, yeah. concentrating your schoolwork. And I'm saying, no, I'm used to practicing this much. And I literally, I played it night and day. I wrote all my hit songs on it, laughing. These done, uh, she's come undone, you know, no time, no sugar. American woman. I played on all the records. It plays playing all the guitar on taking care of business. And it was, it was, it was such a part of me for so long. And to get it back was absolutely amazing and i only had it on around me for five minutes on stage yeah on, on, on canada it was put in a case and taken back to my room at the embassy i was staying at the canadian embassy which was an amazing wonderful place and ian is a great ambassador he's just a great guy and uh, ian mckay is his name and i wake up at two in the morning and i look across the room and there's the case and i go open the case <laughs> and i look at it and i go Hello, old friend. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level 
today. That's shopify.com slash system. Boy, it's been a long time. Should we make some music? And I took it out and played it for four hours. I played every song I'd learned on it and every song I'd written on it. And then when it was when I was getting near the end, getting tired, it's now like four thirty-five in the morning. I start to play something new, and I say to the guitar, "Are we writing a new song?" <laughs> and I write a riff because they asked me and tell. Now that I got the guitar back, to see if I could write another hit like American Woman or You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet or Taking Care of Business because it's been a, a, dr- a drought for like forty years. <laughs> and so we start. I start this riff and I showed it to tell. Now we're writing the song and filming it with the guitar. It's going to be over the closing credits of this rockumentary, wow. which is going to be called Lost and Found, The Magic Guitar, because it is a magical guitar. How it found its way back to me was incredible. And we didn't know it until we got to Tokyo and interviewed Takeshi and the store that he bought it from, the vintage guitar store, who don't know how it got to the store <laughs> from Dallas, Texas. It's just, it is amazing. Uh, it is such a good story. I cannot wait to see the documentary. It's going to be just phenomenal. Um, I, I, we're running out of time here, and i got so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, I, I Check it out your website. you got a bunch of show dates coming out. I will point out, Randy, they all appear to be in eastern Canada at this point. I know you were in western Canada up during the holidays. Um, wh- what is a Randy Bachman show? I saw one of the promoters was billing it as a guided tour of your greatest hits. I was, I, I was talking to uh, the sports guy here this morning, talking about this fabulous show that he's seen somewhere. I can't remember what network he saw it on, where you sort of, you and your guitar, and you just walk through all your songs. What's a Randy Bachman show like these days? It depends. If it's billed as every song tells a story, I start with Shaking All Over and tell how we got our name, the Guess Who, how we got Burton Cummings in the band, how we wrote these eyes, it goes right through to Current. And that's a sit-down show with an audience of maybe five or six or seven hundred, like a theater or or a uh, or a um, a casino or something where they're sitting down. And then when I get a, a stand-up rock show or you know a festival, I play all those songs, but they're louder. There's not a whole lot of talking. We're just up rocking along with Nickelback or whoever else on the show or Van Halen yeah. or whoever else we're touring with. And so I have several different shows, and sometimes I get asked to just go alone with me and a guitar, very quiet, intimate, and play for some people for, you know, a, a, a smaller party. And I like doing it all because I feel so fortunate. I've got 18 or 20 hit songs that I could play for people that they know intimately. Yes. And so yeah. Somebody said this to me. I just got back from L.A. three days ago. We were there finishing up the documentary. And boy, it's raining like mad there. It's terrible. And somebody said to me, if you ask anyone, and ask anybody who's listening to right now, what were you doing 10 years ago today? What were you doing 18 years ago today? Nobody remembers. What were you doing the first time you heard American Woman? What were you doing the first time you heard Yesterday? What were you doing the first time you heard, you know, you give love a bad name? You know exactly what you were doing. That song brings back memories. So for me to come and play for people, for me, it's a... Uh, and I think of every time I've been in Edmonton, every time I've been in Calgary, because I've been everywhere in, in these times. I love going back. I love people coming. And they say, hi, here's our son. He's like 40. Here's our grandson. Here's our great-grandson. And they all love your songs. And it's an amazing thing to to go from be, playing pretty much Edmonton in a tent uh, for backing Bobby Cotola in the Coca-Cola tent for, to 40 people. 
they're coming back and playing a casino that's full or playing a festival outdoors to eight or nine or ten or twelve thousand people. It's they're all the same to me. I've always told and I always felt if there's fifty people you do the same show there's if there's, if there's just five thousand or fifty thousand or when I did the SARS Fest with the guess who and there was a half a million people there in Toronto, we were playing with the Stones and ACDC and, and Rush and Tom Cochran and Justin Timberlake. It's the same show. It's And they're all fabulous. They're, I've seen a couple of them. They're incredible. You're right. Um, I, I want to ask you about um, Vinyl Tap, which continues. I've got people on the text line. Hey, can I listen to it on demand? There's a bunch of ways you can find it. It airs on Chuck uh, here in Edmonton. Uh, still going, uh, but it, I mean, that that's, what's what's the future of that? I mean, uh, people just love it so much, Randy. Because we're on commercial radio, we're trying to get a sponsor. Because oh, yeah. it, was, it ran for 15 years on CBC where I guess the, the Canadian people and the government sponsored it because it's all a tax-funded right. station. <laughs> and so we're trying to get a sponsor, but we have every Sunday night between 5 and 7 million people. I mean, in the Toronto area, there's almost 2 million. Uh, in Vancouver, there's a lot. In Calgary, Edmonton, there's a lot of people. Yeah. We've got the, uh, the all the maritime classic rocks around it, so we just need a commercial. And I don't want, I don't like a bunch of commercials. I want somebody to say, this hour is presented commercial-free by blah, 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 cars and trucks. Oh, the big ask. The big ask. Okay. Well, I think that's better because, <laughs> well, you're wrong. Okay. Can I be blunt? Radio exists to play commercials, okay? Yep. And in between, you play music. Yep. I mean, true. be true. Um, to have no commercials and just say this is brought to you by Joe's Trucks or Charlie's Chicken or something like that would get rid of all the local commercials. But I'm not adverse to somebody offering things, <laughs> calling things. Look, we are a local chicken thing in Edmonton or in Calgary, you know, and we'll sponsor your show. I mean, we're looking for a sponsor because I've been doing it for nothing for a whole year now since we left CBC. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, you're right. It's a massive show with a huge listenership. We've put out the call. Um, let, let's hope that, that call is answered and answered quickly. Hey, Randy, uh, I'm going to ask one more before we go, and it's a good one. A lot of people on the text line saying, what do you listen to now? What does Randy Bachman like in today's music? A lot of people say rock is dead, music today sucks. What's Randy Bachman listen to? Well, I listen to a lot of radio of all different kinds uh, because when I was doing Vinyl Tap, I like to play, you know, I usually have a theme for each show, and I could play 40 or 50 years of rock and roll, like from Little Richard to to, to Lady Gaga, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So I kind of listen to everything, but in listening to classic rock, I notice it's changing, mm -hmm. and it's changing a lot in the States, and they're starting a new format called Then and Now, because there's a new album out by Ann Wilson from Heart. There's a new album from Tom Cochran. There's one from Tears for Fears. There's one from the Eagles. And if you play them now and them then, you're going to be promoting these same bands that are still, guys like me that are still around. We just got offered a tour next year with ZZ Top. Oh, cool. And they were our opening act when BTO first started in like 72, 73 down south. We met them in Texas. They were our opening act. We brought them to Canada for the first time in maybe 73 or 4. They opened our show, and BTO was going right across Canada. They opened our show in Calgary, Vancouver. We played, I think we played Klondike Days. We played Buffalo Days in Regina. They were our opening act. Nobody knew who they were. All they had out was LaGrange, which still sounds great on the oh, radio. so good, yeah. 
And so to go back and hook up with Dusty, I mean, with uh, Dusty's gone, but to hook up with Billy Gibbons again and Frank Beard, it would be incredible. <laughs> uh, I would be there, no doubt about it. Randy, I, I, seriously, I could do the whole three hours with you, but I am out of time. Thank you so much. We'll do this again uh, whenever you want, and uh, and we'll see you on the road, sir. Call me when you have more time. Okay, will do. Thank or you very I, much. When I have more time. <laughs> okay, thanks, Thank Randy. Right. Randy Bachman. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, rock and roll royalty, uh, but just a treat to, well, not talk to, because I don't do a lot of talking. I do a lot of listening. He's a fabulous storyteller with so much history. I mean, talking about hanging out with the Stones and ACDC and ZZ Top, I mean, wow.